Hi guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. I'm your co-host Hotshot Ginger and with me I have the actual host, the main man, the one Go who brought Kel. this all together. You stole my line. <laughs> It was gonna be you. And yeah, then you had I, I to literally. Go be a dick. <laughs> yeah, but that was so predictable, though. Yes, I am also here, the guy who literally has been on every episode. I'm not yeah. just gonna call him. Uh, Chad. Hi guys. <laughs> Chad, Chad is now. here. You're Chad now. And hi Diane guys, is I'm, Buck. Hi guys, I'm Chad, and this is Buck. We're doing anime Buckcasters. Yeah, yeah, we're renaming the channel and everything. Thank How's it going, guys? It's we're good. going. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy the topic today is going to be a good one. What are we talking about? Today we are talking about the grandfather of all anime, the grandfather of action, sci-fi, somewhat horror, just general uh, shonen anime, Akira. Charlie Chaplin shorts. Shut up. (laughs) Yes, we're talking about Akira. I'm very excited to talk about this, but before we get into that, uh, we have some new visuals. Kyo, do do you want to let us know what's going on with the video version of Anime Podcasters? What are we looking at right now? We're looking at a brand new version of the podcast because we've we've kind of been working with uh, just putting the the plain picture or the, uh, the thumbnail as the video. Um, I thought it would be aesthetically more pleasing to do something that, I don't know, just just looks different. Like, some people like to watch video versions of the podcast, or, like, I figured we might as well give them something cool to look at while they're listening. For sure, for sure. So, you can thank GoPro Kiel for that. Yeah. And also, big announcement, I'm so excited to say this, Hotshot Kiel. Anime Podcasters has hit 5,000 plays on iTunes and Spotify put together. I can't whistle, otherwise I would. (laughs) 5,000 plays, Hotshot! 5,000! 5,000 times people have chosen willingly to listen to Jaden. And Hotshot. Yeah. I'm not, in, one every, fan I'm, was like, I'm not in every episode. You you are now. <laughs> it's all going to be every episode that I'm not in. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, Keo, talk about every episode. This is three in a row for you, huh? Oh, yeah. Because uh, I haven't been back in a while. He likes. <laughs> he keep, he keep, things he I know nothing about, Akira being one of them. Until recently. But you watched Akira. I did, wa- but, I did watch Akira. I did. I did watch it with Kyo the other day. Yes, yes, in preparation for the podcast. But uh, Hotshot, from what I understand, you're not going to stick around the whole time. I'm guessing you didn't enjoy the anime, so let's just get into that a little bit. We'll Why? just start off with uh, what Austin thought of it, this firstly. Is, this yeah, is honestly. literally my review. I don't know what happened, but it looked good. <laughs> did you pay attention? No. <laughs> Why didn't you pay attention? I- didn't care. <laughs> why? Why is that? I, is it because it was just? It was. It was too it much. Was too too much. Too convoluted for me. I was just like, I remember bikes. I remember psychic powers. I remember an unholy space baby. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> like I. Oh I, wow. like, I couldn't even like the only name I can remember is K, and that's because it's literally just a letter. <laughs> I don't remember any of the other names except Akira, obviously. Other than that, I know a bike, I know lasers, I know Space Baby, and I know Psychic Powers. So that's that's kind of the reason why I'm just kind of giving my two cents and then bouncing from the podcast, because even if I hear you guys talking about it, I still feel like I'm going to be in the I have no idea what language you guys are speaking kind of sense. <laughs> so I did watch it, the action and everything I did enjoy, but I don't care. <laughs> Okay, no, honestly, completely fair. Um, I have a couple of generic, don't worry, no, no, not uh, intense questions for you, just because uh, I, I, I like the perspective, because I feel like you and I are on the side of, like, this is amazing, this is, like, a great anime, we love it, and you're literally on the 180, like, n- n- none of those things kind of apply. N- not all of those things apply. He, um, he didn't necessarily so, say that he didn't like it, he just said that, like, there are parts of it that like, you just didn't like. Yeah, like yeah. this evil teddy bear milk thing thing hospital <laughs> let's not give too much away about the plot <laughs> so, yeah, well, to see it <laughs> no but uh so can you give me out of 10 hot shot out of 10 honestly honest to god Akira. four yeah four wow four oh i am okay no fair totally, t- like, totally i can feel that way the only reason I, I should say the only reason I have it that low, but that wouldn't be right. The only reason I have it that high is because I can see why people like it. I can see why they get into it, and it paved the way for all the anime that we know 
in modern age. Mm -hmm. But for someone who, like, has been hearing the hype and has been hearing it's the most iconic anime movie of all time, essentially, and stuff like this, and then for this to be my payoff, for it one just big-ass mindfuck... <laughs> I just I, I I warned you about that. <laughs> I know, but it just le- for me personally, it just left a lot to be desired. I can completely understand why fans love it. I'm just not one of them. No, fair enough. Um, and so it was the convolution of it all that really made it made it too complex, and therefore, like, you just didn't enjoy it. Is that is that? Yeah, accurate? and I thought there'd be a lot more bikes. <laughs> the bike only showed up like oh. three times. There were a lot of bikes, in my opinion. <laughs> Not really. Uh, that movie makes psych- me. That most, movie makes me want a bike. Most of it was psychic powers. <laughs> I mean, the first, the first part, there's a lot of biking happening, but obviously, we'll, we'll get more into yeah. that with Keel. Uh, okay, I have, I have a couple more questions for you, uh, Hotshot. I'll let you plug your stuff too. Right, yeah? <laughs> okay. Anyways, favorite favorite character is it really just K because you remember K or anything? It's K because I remember K. <laughs> I don't like the baby that All looks right. like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh my god. I was going to bring that up later. Right. I didn't think you'd drop that one right away. <laughs> he just looks terrifying. He just looks like him. Least Hotshot, least favorite part of this whole the thing. The bear nightmare hospital thing. <laughs> Did you get any nightmares no, after watching No, but it? I don't want milk or a teddy bear. Or a train. Oh, man. All right. Or a car. Or any toys. <laughs> All right. Actually, no, 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 no. Th- I actually do have a least favorite scene. The one character that I actually did kind of like that didn't, that was a side character, her death in like absorbed into the space baby's chin or wh- however she died, just crushed inside the big <laughs> baby thing. The girlfriend character. I didn't like that scene because I liked her and I didn't want a gory death for her, but that's what I got. <laughs> It's like, this is what you have. Now deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how this entire movie was. This is happening. Deal with it. <laughs> so this is happening. Deal with it. And I don't know what happened, but it'll look cool. Those are my reviews for Akira. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, last part, because uh, we're going to talk about the music, but obviously I just wanted to ask your opinion on the music. You're not going to like it. <laughs> Go ahead. It's okay. It left a lot to be desired, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Wow! Wow! I'm, I'm, I I think the music is so good in this anime. I was. I, I mean, the, I could I could be earlier. speaking in a bias because like I didn't care about the rest of the movie, so like the music just didn't really have a shot with me. But I don't know. It just kind of felt like I could barely hear the music over like the crashes, explosions, or just like the atmosphere, like environment noises kind of thing. Yeah, the ambiences. Yeah. And like when it came to the, like the big like orchestral. Like when the bad guy was actually revealed, I'm just like, he's been on screen for the past 20 minutes. <laughs> Is this warranted? <laughs> All he did was throw on a cape. I can guarantee you only remember you you'll remember like two uh, tracks out of this entire movie. <laughs> what tracks? Ba, ba. And then there's the other one. Like it's, <laughs> that's a, that's 100% the song. <laughs> Those are the actual yeah, tracks. The song. Those are the <laughs> actual tracks. Songs, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you give me too much credit. I'm yeah. not remembering that at all. It was like in the beginning when the guy was getting shot at. Or like, it, it, I guess it was kind of low, so maybe you didn't hear it. <laughs> I'll be honest, Akira was just right. one I watched, and we watched it, <laughs> and I was just kind of gone from my head. <laughs> to- to- you're totally fair. Okay. Last question for you, Hotshot. You're a gamer. You love video yeah. games, right? Will you play the Akira video is game? Is that a thing? That is a thing. Is that a thing coming? No, it's been out since 1999. <laughs> <No. laughs> if I ever played it now, or even knew it was a thing, then no. Hotshot, we need content for your channel. <laughs> I'm working on one, thank you. It will be out of Halloween. Good. All right, well, plug away, my friend. No. Oh, yeah, you're getting out of here. Shoot. Anyway. Yeah, well, do right, you want to yeah, plug? plug. All right, guys, you can usually find me here, except for these 20-minute time frames where I'm just gone. And you can find me here at Giant Music's channel doing anime podcasters with him. You can also find me over at my channel, uh, Hotshot Ginger on YouTube. (laughs) And like I said, there will be an upload, hopefully something spooky coming your way sometime in October. And you can also find me over on Twitter at Caution Ginger. 
And with that being said, I'm going to leave you guys to talk about what I have absolutely no idea how to actually help with this podcast. So I'm out. Perfect. Do you want to tell the people what you're going to be, what the next topic is real quick? Just because it's like, it's going to be it, me and you. It's it gonna is going to be, gonna be me and you. Time. It is going to be a good topic. Since I, like Jaden said, since I'm such a gamer, we're doing another video game podcast. And this one is going to be about Pokemon games, specifically the top five that I've played the most of. And Jaden's just going to chime in here and there with it. Yeah, but I, I have, I have a couple of favorites. I want. All right, fine. We'll have it. Your, we'll have some of your say on your podcast, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Hotshot. Is, I, I want to say one thing though. I'm I'm very happy you gave this anime a chance. I think that's really cool that you did that because I understand that you know it wasn't maybe your thing, but you still watched the whole thing, and I appreciate you you know sharing your opinion regardless of you not not enjoying the anime. Yeah, Thank no worries. You. I mean, I will say I had to pause it like four or five times to just let it sink <laughs> in. But yeah, no, I I did I did sit through the the whole thing, and like I said, it's not like I disliked the entire thing, but yeah, it's just not really my style. Totally fair. Totally fair. All right. Thank you so much, Hot All right, Later, guys. I am ready. All right. So, Keo, just you and yeah. I now. Let's start. Let's start with this. Let's start with the with uh, your first impressions and your general thoughts on the on the Akira. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and just say, like, or um, before uh, we go too deep into this, let's just let people know. Um, if you guys want to watch uh, the most recent dub of Akira, you guys can find it on Hulu. Uh, Hulu Instant, and uh, if you guys want to support the creators of this film, go ahead and check out uh, the web store uh, Anime Corner Store. They sell a lot of really good priced anime. They also sell it on Blu-ray, so if you guys want to get a Blu-ray copy of Akira, please uh, go ahead and check those guys out. And uh, yeah, just so before we get uh, too deep into it, I just want to let you guys know, 100% spoilers uh, beyond this point, I'm just going to say I personally recommend it if you are in like honestly uh, Akira is one of those movies that is kind of uh it's kind of a rite of passage for anime fans I feel like it, even if you're not a huge anime fan you still should at least see it once like you don't even have to like it as much or all that much like obviously Austin likes anime but uh it wasn't his favorite movie anyway uh yeah sorry to <laughs> go off on a tangent there yeah no 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 totally totally good points yeah. that you're bringing up i appreciate it yeah go ahead. okay um i guess i'll go ahead and start with my uh history with the movie um so i heard about the movie in around the middle of high school uh i was taking a film class and uh the uh professor brought up uh akira at one point like he didn't uh we didn't uh, go too deep into it he just uh talked about how uh, he said, uh, Akira is a really great movie because of its uh, strange, re- its uh, interesting relationship dynamics. And I was interested in it because of because uh, I had heard the name go around a few times before uh, that classroom session. And uh, I seeked it out. I, there was a, uh, a copy of it over at the local library. I rented it. Uh, <laughs> it was not a great experience for somebody who is like into the well-structured uh, really good anime that we're used to nowadays, because, like, it's, uh, whew, it's a lot to get through when you first watch it, I'm not gonna lie. It's rougher on the head. It really edges, is, I yeah, like, I, we could, we'll yeah. go into, like, why that is later, but, um, uh, I will admit, the first time I saw it, I stopped at the hospital scene, <laughs> the hallucination scene, where the, uh, the bear rose up from like uh the foot of his bed <laughs> and it freaked the Such it freaked me scene, out so much I'm like what am I wa- why am I watching this <laughs> I'm like bear in mind I'm like oh, I'm, I'm 17 at this point so like I and like I don't even I didn't even like horror at the time but I still <laughs> was so weirded and freaked out by it but I I'm also totally aware that it's just hand drawn so I get I, I think that kind of speaks a testament to uh how creepy 2D animation can still be <laughs> I was just like, like I was like, Tetsu's going through a lot right now, and and, and now and now this like enough like this guy's like this guy he's just like the punching bag the entire through way through this yeah. movie, and he has these hallucinations and he, the infection, and at the very end where he just gets absolutely he just becomes this big massive skin organ creation i uh, we actually did a podcast uh, on anime transformations and i picked out transformation because it just it was so uh, like the, what do you need to be on to create this Keo? uh nothing you just have to be super creative 
<laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, like everybody always asks uh, stuff like that, and like you're, and people are just like, "What kind of drugs were you on when you did that?" And like, none. I just thought of something creepy and fucked up. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, should we, uh, I want to talk about how I got into the yeah? Uh, go ahead. The anime. So. So um, it was uh, brought up to me. I, basically, I was. I don't want to go too much into like the the, the details of like how I found. Right. It. Anyway, okay. Basically, I was moving to Montreal and I was looking for apartments. And one weekend, I stayed over at a friend's, and she was there. And she hates anime, but her roommate really hmm. loved anime. So we obviously ended up talking about anime. And then he brought up Akira, and I'm like, "What's that? I never heard about Akira." He's like. Bro, you've never heard about Akira, but you podcast about anime and you make anime song how f- covers. How, how far like, into the into the podcast was this? This was when Yuki was still oh. host. So this was uh, pretty early on. So you yeah, hadn't yeah. seen it. So you this didn't see like, it like uh, before we uh, saw the show or uh, started the show, did you? Really? No. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So and I'm like, well, what is it? And then he shows me a trailer, and I, the explosion at the very beginning was in the trailer. I'm like, I, I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna watch that tonight. <laughs> so, I, I I watched it, and I was blown away by just how creepy and intense, and the the atmosphere is just so. It's just it's gross, <laughs> but it's it, it, the stench is is just like you want to know why it's gross and you what are these kids fighting for? What's going on in this in this Neo Tokyo and just starting to like I feel like this anime one thing it does really well is that uh, the plot develops so naturally that you're it's so easy to just you know fall and streamline through the anime and just oh, okay what's gonna happen next and you're 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 kind of hooked for me for me I was kind of hooked and no I was entirely hooked sorry and I I didn't know what was gonna happen next and I wanted to know and it just keep kept coming and piling on and piling on and this felt like a very like slow but great burn that at the end just Explodes. That was the way, like it, uh, the structure of the anime felt hmm. to me. So yeah, that's how that's how I got it. Uh, I got into it. Yeah, interesting. Definitely. So should we take it to? I don't. I I like talking about like main characters is always a good way for me to to break down the anime because we can kind of go over uh, the grand scope of things. Are you yeah, go with ahead. That? All right. So what were your initial thoughts on Tetsuo? This uh this poor poor <laughs> poor boy. Um, honestly, uh, I kind of slowly realized, like, after, uh, after watching this movie for the first time that he's kind, or that Tetsuo's kind of the, uh, the origin of the, uh, the quote-unquote emo rival, like, the, uh, the tough guy, or the person who's trying everything humanly possible to, uh, be the strong and edgy character. He's, he... Oh, yeah, definitely. like he's yes. the. I feel like he's the reason that we have like characters like Sasuke and Vegeta, honestly. Or Hie, but yes, yeah, yeah just absolutely. the uh, the character who's kind of the antithesis of the of the main character or the the protagonist. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like a lot of the or I feel like a lot of the film's appeal was kind of like at the time, because like uh, this was one of the few or one of the only. Uh, R-rated uh, animated films to come out in America. <clears throat> this is out of uh, a total of forty known uh, animated uh, R-rated movies. Right, right, right. But uh, uh, to answer the real question, I guess uh, I guess I found Tetsuo okay. I especially uh, I think what I like more about Tetsuo is kind of his uh, gradual change from being the uh, the kid who wants to prove himself to being. Uh, the psychotic uh, person who craves power. Definitely. Um, I really felt like uh, for, for at the beginning, I thought him and uh, sorry, uh, him and Canada felt like the heroes that were gonna fight against the government or against mm. the project. That's what it, that's what the setup I thought. But very not quickly, but when he gets infected and put into the hospital and these experiences start happening to him and these hallucinations, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that uh, severed the bond between Kanada and Tetsuo mm. and you really saw that Tetsuo was going to become the anti- a- a- the antagonist and uh, the protagonist was really going to be uh, 
Canada. That's how it. That's how the structure, like the narrative structure, felt to me. Like as the mm. as this character was developing, because basically it, it, the thing with this, it, it's a movie. It's not like an episodic thing. Like one thing happens after another, and one sitting. So you, you there's no like, oh, what's gonna happen next week? No, it's happening right now. And so uh, you you really saw like a natural separation, and at the end they kind of come back together, but they mm-hmm. don't. Uh, that. What did you think about that whole structure in the narrative? Um, I don't know. Like, I, uh, I actually didn't, or like, it's, I feel like this was one of those movies where I just kind of let it go its own, let it go the direction that it wanted to go. And I didn't, uh, I didn't have any necessarily expectations for it when I watched it because, um, when I saw it, I hadn't seen, like, any other movies that were kind of like this, because um, there are other movies kind of like this. There's, like, Ghost in the Shell, Met- uh, Metropolis, like, other uh, cyberpunk movies uh, that came out afterwards. But um, mm-hmm. uh, story structure, I thought, was... It was really interesting how, uh, like, it, it's it's surprisingly unconventional, uh, but there are a couple of problems with it, uh, because, like, firstly you don't know what's going on with the, uh, like what all the rioting is for. Like you, I guess that you can kind of make a guess as to what is, uh, like what's going on. You just kind of assume, uh, like they want change. There's an uprising. They're trying to, uh, like, it's just, uh, extremists are just like trying to push for a new, uh, for a change in the world. Uh, I also found it was a little strange how like the, uh, the experimented kids, their their exact reason for finding Akira was not entirely clear because like they clearly knew where he was, but they never actually like set out and went there because they clearly could leave anytime they wanted to because they have the power to do so. Yeah, I felt like just to interject really quickly, I felt like they didn't know what Akira was to them. Is he a god? Is he an ally? Is he an enemy? I felt like their perception was blurred, and that's why they they were kind of hesitant in their actions against yeah. or for. I can see that's what I understand. Yeah, I can see that. It's just like I feel like there should have been a more clear answer for like uh I, I feel like it should have been brought forward a little more clearly, like because it's not because like they're saying they don't want anybody to find him, but they also want to find him, but they also know where he is. Like that that's one of those problems that I have with the movie, but like beyond but like beyond that and some of the like the stuff that I think requires more delving into that would require a series like the whole uh like what's the uh what's the political climate like what's the the world kind of like they they or well i guess they actually kind of show what their uh like what their world is like in the sense that like there's anarchy there's uprising there's people unwilling to cooperate with the way that the government works so like you get kind of a uh you get kind of a dystopian future and it just uh I feel like the world is set up fine, but the only thing is, like, there's not enough explained about some of those elements to make it a really strong narrative. Um, I definitely want to comment on that, but something I want to mention before, because you said uh, you said the unconventional uh, as a word to describe it. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you feel like uh, there's an avant-garde ambience to this movie where it's very unorthodox and it's an extremely experimental? Literally, the kids get experimented on. Mm-hmm. Did, did you feel like avant-garde would be a good way to describe it in relating to the unconvention of the structure in the anime? I would say so, yeah. I think the it's interesting to me how they uh what I found really unconventional was the fact that they uh really showed how like uh how the or like how Kanida and his friends' lives are kind of like halted and they have to go out of their way to uh find their friend and it it just kind of shows like how out of nowhere and how like abrupt that kind of uh, situation would be. Like just they they're just doing their own thing, but somehow out of nowhere, something that's completely unrelated to them and they're completely innocent of just happens to come to like clash with them. That being the experimental kid, uh, Takashi. Right, Takashi. Did you want to maybe? Uh, t- do you want to talk a bit about Kanda a little bit here? Just because I feel like if we're gonna mention ta- Tetsu, Kanda is Kanda is obviously. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I heard Kanda for some reason. I don't know why. Sorry, Kanda. Sorry, yeah. Maybe the yeah it's three yeah. syllables. 
Canada. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Canada? No, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I like I like Canada. I thought it, he was. Uh, I thought he was a really good. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that he was not the typical like uh, Naruto or Goku type of character. He wasn't the. He he was kind of a one of those rebel without a cause slash uh, characters with strong with a strong moral compass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he he it's his will his will his heart his emotions carry him throughout. Uh, you know he his pursuit for uh, Tetsuo or whatever goal he has yeah. in mind. No, definitely. Uh, was that all you had to say? Honestly, yeah, I feel like what really connects to people to this movie and these characters is just how simple they are. They don't have to. They don't have to be incredibly complex. I would have liked it if we got to uh, see a little bit more of them, uh, get to know their relationship a little, or the relationship between the two of them a little better. But at the same time, I do love kind of the the lack of explanation between Kaneda and Tetsuo. Like you kind of you kind of get the idea of like what their relationship is just through their dialogue with each other. So in that aspect, I think that they're they're pretty they're complex and they're deep enough to kind of hold your attention. No, definitely. Um, I just want to touch a little bit on like uh, what he was like, uh, like his personality and the way that he acted. Like I felt like he, he, defiance was definitely like he he doesn't want to like agree with his government or agree with these rules he's he's got his gang he's a bit of the leader like the head honcho here and he he's going against the grain um and you can see that with the way that he's being very like rebellious like he he, he doesn't want to agree with the norms he's uh, once again like uh I don't know if like an anarchy is a good way to describe it, you know, but like uh, unconventional, unorthodox, or definitely words that could relate relate to him. Yeah. Um. But then like I felt like he had this like just because he was the leader, and I feel like a leader needs to have this uh, this quality. But he was like definitely like cocky, like you know, like mm. he thought he was the best, you know, like Canada. No one beats Canada. Uh, like tough, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, like I felt like the way he he stood up for I think himself. It was more, I like, think it's more so that. Uh, Kaneda just has a lot of confidence and he uh like he, mm-hmm. he's very Fair. clearly street smart. Like there there's a reason there's an obvious oh, yes, reason. Yes, yeah, yes. there's an obvious reason that he's the leader of the gang because uh especially the scene where you see uh Tetsuo kicking the crap out of the guy who uh, uh chased him and his girlfriend down while they were on his bike. Yeah, yeah, when they took the and bike. Like, yeah. uh, Tet- and Kaneda's like, You you've proved your point, base or he's basically just saying, Dude, you proved your point. You don't have to kill him to prove Keep anything yeah yeah like, exactly exactly you'll yes. pe- uh, messages uh sent better when there are people to share it you know like or like yes. that, that's what i got out of that scene but i think that uh kaneda is very clearly uh i think I, I guess cocky is a good word for it but like he's enjoyably cocky in a sense that like he's not so cocky that he's obnoxious about it i think or like there's kind of a nice balance between him being smart the fine line and between not, cocky uh, and confidence. yeah exactly yeah, 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 and he walks it very, very naturally. I feel like. Yeah. And the other thing, uh, how the, he stood up against uh Tetsuo at the end, uh, where he really wanted to help him out. Like I feel like independence was definitely a part of his character as well. Yeah. Just because he was there, and he's like, "I'm gonna help you, man. You, you've been loyal to me." And like, uh, uh, he, he obviously when you're in a gang, and loyalty is always like one of those key terms that you know, mm-hmm. oh, the gang. You know, we we we're loyal to one each other, to to one another. Like this is this is what we do. So definitely a, a good way to describe him. I feel like was uh um independent yeah definitely all right um do you want to talk a little bit about um kaori the uh love interest for tetsuo the girlfriend the girlfriend has as hot shot i, I don't know what to say other than she had the probably the best death movie <laughs> she, oh man did, early i uh <laughs> what, I, I, can, I can say this describe her death what did you think about her death let's go there you screw it you mentioned it we're going well, there Kyo. okay uh, what, what happens in the movie um Okay, uh, <laughs> I guess we're going there. Um, the uh, uh, there's almost nothing to Cowrie. I think like I feel like there she's literally just there to give uh, Tetsuo somebody to talk to or like somebody for him to protect. She feels very much like a tool as compared to like the other characters who are you know actual actual characters. But um, yes. <laughs> I was easily or like she's one of those characters where you don't hate her but you also don't really care what happens to that character in the sense that like if they they just leave the movie out of nowhere you won't care and you won't remember 
but at the same time, I didn't feel like she deserved that horrifying death, which I think was kind of kind of really well drawn, admittably. Oh man. Like just all those organs just like Yeah. Like, oh but, man. The a cool thing about this is like there's a really strong sense of weight to everything. Especially with that scene, like, you can definitely see, like, uh, the muscles and the organs or whatever just, like, clench down in a sense that it it looks like, uh, it looks like it actually has weight and pressure to it. Yes. That's all, I, that's all, honestly all I've got to say about Kaori. I don't care about Kaori. She didn't do anything. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I felt like Tetsuo kind of, like, bullied her or, like, was, like, mean to her to, like, seem tough to his friends a little bit. Like, they kind of did that. Like, that that felt kind of like a, a 50s, like, Grease thing <laughs> where, like, they're, where, like, the guys are a little bit, like, kind of assholes to their girlfriends. <laughs> oh, completely, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I felt like that was just a character trait, but, like, Tetsuo is, like, such a brat about everything that, like, it just... He Tetsu is just kind of a little piece of shit to begin with, you know. <laughs> Bit of a rebel, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Delinquent. What did you think about K? The the one character Hotshot remembers K <laughs> because it's one letter. Actually, it's spelled key, K E I. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had a feeling. There's always there's always two extra <laughs> there's always two extra vowels in that. This in isn't some death no? stuff here. <laughs> a- anyway, um, I liked K. I. I on or I like that they somehow expressed her her passion and her desire to uh uh be a part of that resistance although at the same time there's not enough to understand why there's a resistance but I'm not going to go too much into that but like uh whoever whoever played her in the uh the dub that I listened to was uh really really good at uh portray or uh, portraying the character in a way that uh like there wasn't a whole lot to go off of but they still pulled it off really well no definitely um to me Kay just felt like she was like she obviously had that double agent role going on yeah kind of and and uh and when uh when kinda like connects with her uh we start like we're like oh she's like oh new ally maybe a love interest mm-hmm. no 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 like we're using you we have a goal the resistance is gonna make this happy and you're just a mean to an end and then we, we see that they develop more of a bond where the resistance is about to kill uh Kana, and she goes no, no no he can help us he can help us yeah believe me so uh it kind of like opens a back door in the anime where oh where are we going here like we were going to the straight line and now we're dropping down here betrayal what's going on <laughs> like these two groups are kind of merging these in uh, can they find a common interest what's going on so i felt like the existence of the resistance where you know it's there's not much described to the like there was a group there was like about like three four of them yeah they were called the resistance they work together they have a goal you know very generic things here but uh at the same time i, I like that this group what existed because it kind of added a layer of complexity to the anime which adds to why it's convoluted because these groups are everywhere and they have different goals they have like different uh ways to get to that goal and they don't obviously all agree because we live in neo tokyo for a reason (laughs) um so i understand like uh, the more and more we're talking about i like i watched this anime twice and i i'm a big fan of it but i understand hotshot's point of the convolution being too much like if you're sitting through this the first time and it's not you don't get hooked in like it's gonna be painful to get through the rest yeah that's just the way it is for me. So yeah, that was kind of the all the way uh, what I saw with her. A- anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, no. I feel like, I feel like we've covered it. Perfect. Any, any other character we should talk about here? Uh, uh, should we just talk to, to Takashi? I think we should talk about Takashi definitely. I get. I honestly, I don't feel like there's a whole lot to just him on his own. I feel like we could just like talk about the experimented kids in general. Okay, so um, experimented kids slash Takashi. Um, <laughs> What are your thoughts on that? Let's start with you. Um, honestly, they were the like, like I said earlier, they're the ones that like made the movie even more complicated and just like they didn't really go anywhere until like the end of the movie. Uh, so like they uh they were very clearly crucial to the plot, but at the same time, there's not enough explanation to them other than like or like you you kind of get the idea but uh unlike the rest of the movie where there's like uh a lot of it is all visual and you kind of have to make uh implication or like it's kind of uh uh it's kind of up to implication in a way that you kind of have to put the pieces together yourself but in yes, the they're part of the puzzle yeah that's one of the things I really liked about this movie is that like nothing is really spoon fed to you in a sense 
But at the same time, there are some parts where you kind of have to you you kind of have to like spoon feed your audience just a little bit. It's just like you you gotta you kind of have to ease people into it. It's like riding a bike. You have to start with the training wheels, and then you have to uh, let them get used to it. And yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you think uh, Do you think Tetsuo had training wheels on his bike, like his motorbike? <laughs> oh, definitely. He had. Oh, he for sure. He had for the front wheel and the back wheels. He had four training wheels. <laughs> I'm picturing him with like the like. <laughs> with training wheels on both ends of the bike. <laughs> and a little bell. Ding, ding. Yeah, guys, wait up. We're, we're, we're going to take everyone down, else is on their Everyone else is on their motorbikes, but he's still on. He's still on like he's a tricycle. got a water pistol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to contribute. No, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. So, yeah, but don't. Can, may uh, I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. I feel like you had more okay. to say about the kid. You have more to say about the kids than I do because I didn't really say a whole lot. No, for sure. Like, their appearance was very creepy. Um, so, like, starting with Takashi, uh, you know, he, he sounded like very shy and didn't, like, want to get too involved. He kind of existed. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, What's Akira? Where is Akira? You know, and he, I feel like people pointed at him, like, kind of pointed at him, like, What's the answer? What's going on here? And then you had uh, Kyoko. Uh, Kyoko, like, to me, was, like, another, like, gentle character was a good way to describe her. Like, they're kind of, like, they're only pushed and they only attack when they're forced to. Like, I feel like they're very passive, very passive people. And then the last one, which I didn't really understand, uh, was uh, Masaru or Masaru. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I think you got that right. But honestly, they never really said his name a whole lot. No, exactly. Um, and like the three of them kind of just worked together to like tr- uh, try to put like uh, Tetsuo down, but nothing was working really. And they all kind of like not meet their doom, but they definitely like get like pushed uh, uh, way back. Like, they, yeah, they, it's hard for them. So that's kind of just like the generic overview I had on them. Yeah, I actually do have a couple of things that I had on the on those two yeah for sure go ahead uh firstly the fat one must uh masahiro that that that's just a trump baby that just looks like donald trump <laughs> i should i don't see it yeah i totally see it i should or i showed it to austin and he saw him appear and yeah, the I first thing no, he I said was that just looks like trump and i'm like i know it does <laughs> right but do you, do you really think they use donald trump no, obviously not i'm just saying i'm just saying there's an uncanny resemblance between the two of them they have so the you're same- saying donald trump was designed by this baby no. or from this baby <laughs> no i said <laughs> I said that there's a possibility that they're... That's not Donald what I mean. Trump isn't purple. They're blue. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they're blue purple. I have different coloring on my TV. The RGB is different for me. Okay, anyways. I don't know if you had noticed this, but did you notice that uh, Kyoko looks a little bit different from uh, the other two? In a, or like there's a small detail I bet you didn't notice about them. Like her eyes? No. no they... Uh, so when they animated Kyoko, they specifically animated her with uh, very light uh, lines. So like her lines are very thin and frail, and which uh, was supposed to give off the idea that she is uh, uh, that she's more fragile, that she's more uh, that she's less durable, and she's not really able to do a whole lot like physically. I see. I see. Uh, so I like, did not there, notice that. yeah, there are some shots where uh, her outlines are uh, colored, others where it's like a very thin, faded uh, gray. Uh, but for the most part, like if you look uh, look at those two, or like uh, Takashi and Kyoko back to back, their uh, their line arts are completely different colors. Well, I I only noticed that now. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the visual one. I'm yeah, not I know. The visual. <laughs> that's why that's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Um, do you, do you wanna? Is there any other characters? You wanted to mention? Uh, I don't think so. There's not a whole lot. All right. There's a, there's a uh, fair deal about- of characters. There's just not enough character in those characters. <laughs> right. I just I had a confusion where like the character Akira, like we see we see him like uh we see him in the anime. Right. Um. Like what was his whole deal? Like I, I that was something I, I after two re two rewatches where like the convoluted the, the convolution of it. Like I didn't understand that part. Like could you explain that a little bit maybe for um, people who don't understand it. I think that, or my best guess is that, like, what the the flashback was just trying to show is that he was the uh, the one who showed the most promise and most power with uh, uh, the psychic experiments that they were doing on the kids. Right, so, right, right. like, uh, once he reached uh, his peak, they did like, ev- or uh, according to the uh, the general, 
they did uh, every uh, did every kind of procedure on him to keep like either keep him alive or just to preserve his body. And I guess at the end that it's supposed to show a transcendence of uh, of physical being and uh, just uh, it's or my my best guess is that the idea is that he transcends uh, physicality and is made of pure energy. Okay. No, fair enough. Um, I think we should. Like, start if really it, if I had it. to explain it like so deeply, I feel like the movie didn't understand it either. So, <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I can't. I get. It. I have a better idea, so it's it's all good. But uh, I want to maybe talk about like I. I feel like we need to talk about the action and like uh, specifically the end here, like mm-hmm. with the with like a Tetsu going crazy and everything. Oh, okay. What were your thoughts on the action? The, just all of it. Uh, for the first thing that drew me in when I first saw this movie, uh, again, I was 17. Um, I was fresh off of, uh, watching like the, uh, ba- basically shows that were kind of like Trigun at the time. Like I had gotten into, uh, stuff like D gray man. Uh, I had seen gun X sword, uh, Black Blood Brothers, just, just stuff that's, uh, like, very, very action-oriented, and uh, so I was easily drawn in by the action in the beginning of the movie, especially the bike chase scene. The, the beginning of the movie is the best way to open a movie, in my opinion. Like, just kind of just drop us into this world and just let us look at it. Like, let us just, like, take in the world around us, or, like, just take in the world that we're in and see what... Uh, like see how people react to it and just uh, on top of that I really like the whole like there I feel like there could have been a little bit more action between the the two bike gangs in there because like uh, I really liked seeing them kind of <laughs> beat the crap out of each other with like just pipes on motorcycles like this is oh it was so great yeah. the vi- the, you could feel the rivalry in the in the hits yeah I you don't can, know if that makes any sense you feel the whole you thing felt, like, you the feel anger. the whole thing just yeah. by like you feel like the the relationship between these guys without like having to say a whole lot it's so strange yeah <laughs> like it's so like I hate you no I hate you <laughs> oh you will, oh you will. <laughs> like sorry anyways yeah that was that was definitely something like I yeah felt. like that's that, uh, that the opening of the movie is definitely a highlight i think the uh it's second to let or the like the last half of it where uh like tetsuo comes out of the the hospital and he puts on the cape like obviously that's a very iconic image for starters and uh just the whole scene where he like uses his powers against like military tanks and uh, soldiers, like th- those are definitely highlights for the movie as well. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, like, the, I, I really the, felt- the the really cool thing. I thought. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, w- I was gonna like c- translate it back to like Tetsu, and I I really want to talk about like his powers too. Like the end of that movie where he just crushes that bridge and people are everywhere and everyone's yeah. firing at him it does nothing try again nothing try again nothing and then he just like he just becomes it like feel, all it these feels organs like uh, it feels like the beginning of every godzilla movie where they use the same weapons against godzilla and it doesn't do anything <laughs> they just repeat <laughs> oh, it oh we tried it in the last movie let's try it again <laughs> you know what they describe insanity doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result exactly <laughs> so you know like rethink your methods bro yeah <laughs> oh my god but Tetsuo's like oh dude like in Canada like just trying and jumping around and it's not enough and uh, oh it was just there was so much good stuff happening yeah. here and the, the like the, the I really like how it's crazy too. yeah I, I really like how the animation portrayed like the psychic powers there was a lot of uh uh, there's a lot of shots where you see like the dust like move around like a cer- or like an invisible uh circular force or something like that and it looks like you you kind of see like where he's focusing his energy and he's holding uh something in a certain place or just you you really get an idea of like where his where his power or like where he's focusing that energy i really love like the 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 shot that i especially think of when i think of that is the uh, like the fir- or like where he gets shot at by the tank and the giant bullet is flying towards him and it stops midair and you see the the dust go up around it. Oh man, it was just so intense and it, it was just like this slow burn that has like explosions throughout it yeah. and at the end it just it just goes goes crazy. Con- Con- uh, or, uh, Tetsuo just feels like a force of nature, like in the second half of the movie. Like he's oh my god, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like watching Sasuke go from being whiny and kind of cool to being actually cool. 
like in Shippuden. Definitely. Except I think Tetsuo is cooler, but you know. Oh, uh, Tetsuo's. Oh, I'm sorry, but like, uh, like, yes, I agreed. I, I don't. Agreed I don't 100%. necessarily like Tetsuo's character, but I do have to say, like, any, like, uh, I, I love, I visually adore the second half of the movie where he's like just mowing down soldiers and just not giving two shits about anything. <laughs> I really like. I'm beating myself up here where I didn't choose him for like a greatest anime villains podcast yet. <laughs> I don't like, know if you. I don't know if you'd call call him a villain though, because like there's no real like clear villain in this he's movie. He's the antagonist. He's a, he like, an, he's a antagonist, but like he he's the antagonist of the movie. Yeah, but I wouldn't really say he's uh, a villain necessarily. I would say he's more of a a victim of pure circumstance. Like he he that starts out him to be villainous though, huh? That ca- this victim of pure circumstance causes him to be villainous. Look at all the people he arms, all yeah. the horrible things he does. Uh, obviously, I didn't like, say that makes him a like, good. Per- I didn't say that makes him a good person. I'm thinking that like y- you don't really see or like. I think what makes a villain a villain is when they force things onto other people, and like if they don't agree with that, or like if those people don't agree with them. I think that another or like that's just my way of thinking it. But um. He, see, he really, uh, actually, he really does cut, or he really is mostly just in that situation because uh, Takashi was being, uh, was trying to escape the the nursery or whatever. So like, if Takashi mm-hmm. hadn't been there in the first place, none of this would have been what would would have happened in the first place, you know? <laughs> no, fair point. But at the same time, what I would like to add is that you know, yes, it's like the oh, villains force things and everything. I I get that, but I feel like. Different recipes for different villains. I think he qualifies here. Yeah, I wouldn't say like he's like a Frieza. Like he's not full on villain, but he has like villainous traits, which qualifies him to be a villain. In my opinion, is how I see it. Because I'm sorry, but he still like commits crimes and evil acts. Like a villain does that, not a hero. I never thought. I never saw him as a hero. I'm just saying. Like I think that there's uh, that there's another layer. I think that there's another layer to it aside from him just being evil. Like I feel like okay. it's I feel like it's more so that he's just not in a in a right mindset when uh like his power starts going to his head in a sense like in that in that way I still I do see, understand and I do see him technically as the villain of the of the movie but it's still the way they show the uh, show Tetsuo's uh the, the the way they show Tetsuo's progression is uh. It, it it really does show him from like point A to point B. Like you really do see like what leads him from what uh, from what point to the next point. So there's really kind of a character study from like when you get the flashback, and then you get uh, like if you watch this movie a second time after seeing the flashback at the end of the movie, you kind of get the character a little bit better. I think. No, fair fair point. I, I actually okay to, to cap off this whole villain discussion. Uh-huh. If I I want to I want to on a spectrum here. Okay, Kyo? Mm-hmm. zero being hero, zero being like. The good guy, right. like the main shonen villain, and ten being like the horrible villain. Hmm. Where do you place him? I want to say six point five, if not seven. Okay, so I feel like okay, there's we we do have common ground. I would I, I was gonna say I was gonna say seven. I so. totally I totally agree that he's the villain, but at the same time, I don't classify him as a villain. D- does that make sense? I do see what you mean because you have your own definition of villain, and he doesn't fall in it. Yeah, that that's mostly yeah. that's mostly my thought uh, thought process on that. Like that's the only reason that I don't really see him as a villain. Like, good, I feel like a good uh, like a villain that you love to hate is the ones that you don't really see them becoming the villain. Like the whole Batman thing, live long to be live long enough to become the villain. That whole saying. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I don't really see it that way because, like, you, you kind of grow attached to that character, and in a sense, you still kind of see the the little shred of humanity in them. That that's uh, that's mm-hmm. honestly my only reason that I don't fully classify him as a villain. I get that. I get yeah. that. Um, I think we should start getting in. I want to talk about the music a little bit. Yeah, then, like, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that because, like, I okay, or because, like, I brought up what the the music was, and you're like, oh yeah, so that's what that is. Yeah. So basically, uh, re-listening to the soundtrack like I did earlier, like th- this. Did you uh, listen? Did you listen to it on its own, like uh, outside of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I cool. streamed. I streamed uh, several of the of, of the tracks, not all of it. Right. Uh, for the interested, there is a Akira um, colon original soundtrack Symphonic Suit Akira. Uh, it's uh, 
it's uh the, the genres fall so basically uh the two influences are uh, indonesian gamelan music mm-hmm. which you can definitely hear it when the percussion and the bells and the symphonies and the orchestration like you you can you can hear that uh influence but then it also had this other uh, genre called uh no music n-o-h i didn't know <laughs> no pun intended oh my god yeah. <laughs> i I was not aware that this music, this genre existed, so I, I looked more into it, and it's really interested uh, to see the, the the structure in this music. It's uh, basically um, how can I explain? It? It's like it's classic. It's music that you find like in classical Japanese uh, musical dramas. Uh, it's uh, it's really great, and I, I just it, felt like the yeah. influence between the two, the merger was really great. Um, how can I get, like the textures? We we have so m- so many instruments playing, and you can really feel like the orchestra's there, like, and they're watching the movie with you. And oh, it's rising so dawn, and like those sustained dynamics are strong. And I I just it was so, I was nerding out with this this uh, uh music track. Like obviously I'm the music guy, you're the uh-huh. visual guy. Um, oh, it was so great. It was so good. The I don't want to go like I don't want to go all like talking about like with my experience in my studies because I, I could talk about it for hours yeah. but generic thoughts those are my generic thoughts on uh, general general thoughts sorry on uh, on the music. What about you? For sure. Here's something that I that I did notice about the movie. So like first time I watched it I w- when I listened to the soundtrack I was like okay this is different but I don't know why and then I Watch, uh, rewatched it again about a week ago or so to uh, prepare for this podcast, and uh, I wanted to know, like, what is your uh, or like, so like the the big reason that it's different is because like the typical uh, music that you hear in most movies nowadays is like the uh, like symphony orchestras, like uh, uh, more so like European music, like uh, mo- mostly like. Uh, uh, English or British center central uh, centrified music, right? Like American, is yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, what, uh, either either way, just like uh, the basically like what you would hear in Star Wars is probably what you would hear in like pretty much every other movie. So, like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on like uh, how do you think that the the different style of music uh, complemented the uh, complimented the movie. So basically, here's what I saw. I saw that like this American, this like Western um, type of symphony orchestra symphony uh, present in, in other anime movies. Like it's very com- It's like the, the genre, the struct, the musical structure is common, right? But has, not, not to say that there's anything wrong with that necessarily. No, 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 no but, but like it's, it's more pop- in this I sense. In this sense, I'm we're like we're saying that like. Uh, or, or or like just why this music track stands out compared to like those other like average anime movies. The reason why it stands out is because like this avant-garde, unconventional, anarchic anime needed a different type of music, a different type of in- influence in the Indonesian um the Indonesian like gamelan music like just I feel like if I was there in the in the pre-production rooms at the time, I wasn't even born back then. But I feel like they were they were searching genre. Like what? Like this is not T- Tokyo. This is Neo Tokyo. It's all different. It's a different setting. It's not normal. And Indonesian gamelan music, honestly, is not like that touched upon in anime. I feel like I I don't know many animes that utilize that kind of musical influence. So I feel like that's how it complemented each other. Like how it, they all they both went together. Do you think that if uh, Akira used like a typical symphony or orchestra of some kind, do you think that would have been uh, do you think that would have harmed the movie in a sense? I don't know if it would have harmed the movie. It would have given a different result. The thing is, like, music is a subjective thing. Very, very clearly, very clearly, music is subjective. But like, I'm just wondering, like, what's your, or like, do you think that if it used like a generic, uh, like, uh, you you know, like just a generic orchestra score? Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. John Uh, Williams, Hans Zimmer, like. Danny Elfman, yeah, those yeah, kinds yeah. of musicians. It definitely. I I I feel like the 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 natural answer is yes. Uh-huh. But once again, at the same time, I because f- it yeah the, because it's so different and the, the the Indonesian gamelan music is just it's also like not as com- it's more uncommon. So it, it felt more with the the narrative and the ambience of the overall anime. So in the atmosphere. So yeah. Hmm. I especially really liked the the uh, the music like during the 
uh, the bike chase scene in the beginning of the movie, like, I feel like oh, that. Was so, I feel like that yeah, track yeah. especially set the mood for like what uh, what kind of music you were going to be in for for the rest of the movie. Uh, the, the rhythmically, it really, it, it really flowed with the uh, with the imagery and how and how the animation was going. Yeah. Like you you really felt the tense, and then uh, it, it, like I felt like the speed was right, just the tempo, like the it, the way it was mapped out, and like it, like digitally like in a doll or whatever like i feel like it, it was really well paced so yeah i agree with you on that yeah so that was that was those are all of my my thoughts uh did you any have anything else no i, I don't have any more questions i just wanted to like get your thoughts on that honestly no for, for sure for sure um all right so let's get into final thoughts here actually actually since we talk about the music real quick on the animation what were your thoughts um so there's uh there's a couple of things about the movie um firstly this is one of the last few movies uh, at the time to use hand-drawn animation. Now, uh, before I go on about that, let me just clarify, like, hand-drawn animation is when it's drawn on paper, like, physically, and then basically you take the drawings, you put them on, uh, you put them on a special kind of uh, film. It's a... Uh, it's a special kind of plastic, basically. Like you put, you paint it uh, from meticulously piece by piece, and then you put it together, uh, like literally, like you put millions of drawings together. And especially since this movie is, we keep using the word unconventional for this movie, and I think that's the best way to describe Akira in general. You know? Oh, so true. Yeah. So true. Like, I I don't want to overuse it, but yes, absolutely. The uh, so like. Adding on to the theme of, like, Akira being a very unconventional movie, um, this is one of the only uh, animated movies from Japan that actually animated to its language. So, like, if you watch any other anime movie or hand-drawn uh, cartoon or film from that time era, like, before 1988... Um, you you would find that they have like the three little mouth movements that just opens and close and on occasion there's like an o or an an e or like an mouth shape or whatever but in this right, there right. there's very clearly a focus on making akira distinctly japanese which <laughs> admittedly is something of a something of a problem when they uh brought it over to america for uh dubbing Good dub but at the same yeah. time, that's part of the charm of the movie. For one, I just prefer the English dub, but also there's a little bit of history to uh, the voiceover, which I can go into that a little bit later. But um, ultimately, the uh, what you should take away from this movie is that everything you see in that movie, nothing was done on computer. So like all the drawings that I do for Jayan and his website, his, uh, uh, his Facebook, uh, these videos even... These are all done in computer, so like, and admittedly, I use uh, draw or like hand drawn paper. I sketch it out and then I put it in the computer. Basically, if uh, <clears throat> basically, in other words, if I didn't use computers, I would basically have to make everything on like a video thumbnail or on his banner from scratch. Uh, like physically and then scan it into a computer and then send it to him because like let's say that there's no photoshop or something like that like just like there's no way to draw anything on the computer because at the time there was no way to do any of that that was all uh, drawn without computers it was or like the backgrounds were hand painted the the animation is a hundred percent like drawn on paper and then brought into uh cell animation it's it is it is easily, obviously, the most meticulous movie ever made. And on top of that, let's bear in mind that this movie was two hours long. The average movie is, like, an hour and a half, like, nowadays. No, exactly. I just wanted to say on the lip sync, the ADR, like, the the, the charm of it, like, when you see it done, like, I knew something was off, but I didn't know it was that specifically. Yeah. Interesting to know. So, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. But uh, in terms I think of, we should... Uh, uh, in terms of the audio, so, like, here, here's a small fact I don't know if you know so like i actually gotta uh start this with a question uh <clears throat> uh what version of the uh of the movie have you seen like which uh or what ver uh what uh language of the movie did you have Dub. you seen 
Dubbed. Okay, so you've seen it dubbed. Um, yeah. I've do you recognize the? Do you recognize who the? Uh, or who, uh, how did you watch it recently? Did you watch it online or? Uh... Yeah, online. I watched it subbed to the same. Okay. So was it? Or uh, do you? Did you recognize who the main actor was? Did it sound like Vash or? Uh, Vash Actually, Sandeep? I didn't look into that. No, no. But was it Vash? Uh, so here's the thing. There are two English dubs for this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like uh, the one where you have. Uh, the voice actor for Vash in there. That was uh, one of his first uh, uh, English roles or voice acting roles uh, okay. before or like after he or after he did Vash, I think. Um, so the first version is called the Streamline Dub, which was made by uh, Pioneer or uh, as a company called Pioneer back in uh, 1990. <clears throat> and they are uh, that version of the movie is so awful <laughs> because they will or like obviously the the lip sync is very hard to match like the ADR is really difficult in this movie because of the the animation <laughs> so like they will stretch out the words really in like the worst places possible instead of like trying to like mix uh match it properly uh with the or like try to change up the lines or something but uh the huh. the other the second one is the one with uh, Johnny Young Bosch as uh Canada uh so, like, the second one is a lot better. That's the one that you guys can find on Hulu if you want to watch that one. Uh, if you want to find the Streamline dub, definitely look it up because the uh, <laughs> the results are, like, 19, uh, 1980s anime cheese hilarious because, like, old dubbing is what everybody complained about back in the day, like, before really big. Right, right, right. So, sorry, was everything you had to say? I I mean, this is way more your your side of of things, and like, so I don't know what else to honestly add because like I like I I'm I'm literally <laughs> learning as I talk to you, Kia. Like I didn't know any of these things, so uh, no, sorry. that's good. Like uh, honestly, I was hoping I would uh, show you some stuff about this movie you didn't know before because like there's a lot of history to this movie. <laughs> we could do a separate podcast. Yeah, yeah we could like it, re- honestly, research the uh, the making of the movie from like start to finish. You know. If we want, if we want to, we might do that. We'll see if anybody wants to see that. All right, let's get yeah, into final please. thoughts though, because we've been recording for quite yeah, a while. To, time to come down right. to a close, I think. <laughs> so I, honestly, I'm gonna keep mine short and sweet. Like amazing movie. Uh, I really feel like the the way you described what you said, it's mm-hmm. a rite of passage. Like any anime fan sh- needs to watch this. So true. Uh, and I really like just two things. I was uh googling about this, and here's a fun fact. Um, so apparently when Tokyo was chosen uh, to host the 2020 Summer Olympics uh, in uh, 2013, <laughs> uh, a lot of people were saying that like Akira I'm pretty the future. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> so I, I thought- <laughs> it's insane how accurate that was. Like, I don't know how they figured that out. I assume that I'm, I'm just going to oh, assume that know, it was man. like pure know. coincidence. That's the only thing that I can think of. Honestly, me too. And like, I'm happy we're doing this on in 2019 because this is the year of Neo Tokyo. And I am sadly so, yeah, disappointed with everything. the state of Japan. It looks nothing like the movie I thought I'd see. <laughs> oh my god! All right, your turn, Kyo. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say, like, uh, the best way to describe this movie is we we said it several times: uh, unconventional, unorthodox, just completely unique. Like. There, admittedly, there are other movies that have the same kind of setting of, like, Neo-Tokyo or whatever, um, like Ghost in the Shell, uh, Metropolis, uh, I think, oh no, not Steam Boy, but there, basically there's several other movies that came out after Akira that are, that inspire, that inspired, like, future anime. And the best thing that I can say is that even if you don't like it, I feel like it's a movie that you have to respect for, uh, like streamline or bringing anime to the mainstream and giving us, uh, giving us all the action that we could ever possibly want. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you on that, Kale. Oh, it's just this one is so. This good. is a very this yeah. This I can't believe it took us this long to like have this one as a particular or as a specific podcast i can't believe we didn't even like bring it up the entire time that we've worked on this show yeah because i brought it up to you once uh, like recently i was like hey uh I- i'm really watching akira you're like re-watching you've seen this before i'm like yeah i've seen it a long time ago but i love it he's like dude we need a podcast about this i'm like okay yeah i couldn't believe your- i can't right, i couldn't let's... believe that we had never like brought it up because like i like the first time I saw it, I wasn't a fan of it, but like I rewatched it after I went to college and 
I fell in love with this movie when I watched it again. So, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right. I, let's plug away here. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead for a second. Let, let's make okay. it a little bit, a bit different. Um, okay. So, uh, if you want to support the podcast, give us a like on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash anime podcasters. You can subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud.com forward slash giant music. On YouTube.com forward slash giant music. We're on Google Play, the Apple Podcast uh, app. And we are also on Spotify. Go give us a, view, uh, a like. Go give us a oh, five-star review support us with all of those things and for myself you can find me on twitter at giant music my facebook page is also at giant music and so is my instagram uh patreon.com forward slash giant music you can follow giant music on discord and finally if you want to hire me for audio services for music composition uh mixing mastering sound design audio restoration voice acting vocal pitch correction i do too many things <laughs> Keo, too many things giantmusic.com all right, that's all I got. All right, Go if ahead, you guys Kyo. would like to support me in any way, feel free to check out my Twitter at GoProKyo and my YouTube channel also at GoProKyo. Um, if you guys want to hire me as well, I have a website coming up fairly soon. I'm almost finished with it. Uh, you guys can get the link to that directly on my uh, YouTube channel or through my Twitter. It'll be the first thing pinned to the very top of the web page. And if you guys are interested in anime parodies or, or uh, just... Uh, general cartoons or goofiness i will be posting fairly soon on my gopro kyo channel and i really appreciate you guys for watching this i hope you guys had a great time as much as we did so uh, i think i'll have to go ahead and say that this will be the end of the podcast for today thank you all right thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of na podcasters thank you so much for five thousand plays (laughs) that's insane and here's to another five (laughs) thousand all right Bye. bye guys